hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. When everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process about these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Right, Jeff? That's right, Joe. That's why we do mixed messages with Jeff Boog. I'm so glad you agree. Now we can actually get this podcast rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. I actually really like doing this podcast. It's it's a good time, and you won't talk to me in the hallways, so this is a good time to... That's right. I feel like if I can schedule my need to interact with you, it just takes the pressure off the rest of the week. Actually, I'm pretty sure not only is that the opposite of... um, we hear each other a lot. Our offices are right next to each other. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> we, especially if we're like on Zoom calls or something, we carry right through. Why and, is uh, it that everybody talks a little bit louder on a Zoom call? I don't know. It's like, yeah. you probably can't hear me, so I'll just talk louder. Yeah, it is almost like we're roommates all day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, even just today, I was like yelling at you. Down. You were coughing in the hallway. I just yelled at you, stop! <laughs> <laughs> So um, I like to play my music loud too. So you do. I know a subwoofer never hurt anybody. That's no. my philosophy in life. No, it's really good. I, when I was counseling that couple, this no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's super good. Um, you actually have very uncanny timing. That like wh- I feel like whenever your music is blaring through the wall, I'm not meeting with people. Yeah. And then like whenever I'm meeting with people, like that like rarely, if ever, isn't a, a thing. I so. try to wear headphones because I can I can hear you, and then I can also hear. Like you guys, you'd have to, our listeners have to like see our, our offices, but there's like a conference room uh-huh. that I also share a wall with. And that that room will have five, six, seven people in it, and it gets loud. Mm-hmm. So I try to put headphones on if I'm going to, like if I'm studying or something. Sure. Every once in a while. I used to, y- your office used to be Pastor Ryan's office. Right. <laughs> and I used to drive him nuts with my Southern gospel music. And he would he would finally hit the wall and be like, turn it down. So my favorite about him sharing a wall with you is your office used to be on the other side of that conference room. Yeah. And his office was next to that office. Yeah. And so he would get that with you, and then you switch sides. And I remember him telling me, like, oh... Finally, like you have Jeff's loud music. Well, then Ryan and I switched offices again, and so he was right next to it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yep. It's, Sometimes uh, I just go over to the Akronese campus and just play my music. <laughs> I, I think that's really smart. Driving Ryan nuts is our secondary goals at church. Amen. All right. Well, we do have a submitted question to get to this week, and um, our listener... Uh, just starts right here. She says, I would love to hear a discussion about the what the Bible says regarding the different roles men and women play in church leadership. There seem to be differing opinions and views uh, by denominations, specifically on women having official pastoral roles versus teaching and supporting type roles within the church. I understand that God designed men and women to have varied gifts and perspectives that we bring to the table and how the Bible defines leadership within a household. So maybe those answers are related, but I wanted to know for sure and also get some insight when I'm talking with friends whose churches may have differing views. So thanks for looking into this. Jeff, How? what does the Bible t- uh, say regarding the different roles that men and women have regarding leadership in a church? It's a really great question and a really relevant one, so thank you to uh, whoever asked this for bringing the conversation up. Um, you are right. There are very 
there's a wide variety of perspectives on this. Yeah. And um, uh, there are some that would look and say uh, they would believe that women, uh, that the Bible would teach that women should not talk, they should not interact, they're to be subservient, like, mm-hmm. you know, go and help out in the nursery kind of a thing. <laughs> Um, and then there's the other extreme of that is that that there are no leadership um, parameters at all when it comes to uh, men and women in the church. And both of those perspectives, they people who hold them would probably throw Bible verses at them and sure. try to prove their point. And I would actually disagree with both of them. I do not think women or actually anybody, should be sub- subservient in a church. Uh, and I do believe that there are parameters that God puts in place. And so those parameters are going to come uh, from Colossians, they're going to come from Titus, they're going to come from Timothy, they're going to come from uh, the historical practice of leadership within the church, and they're also going to come from uh, even how Jesus appointed and implemented the, the early church. So Grace Church's view at Grace Church, something that's a little bit unique about us, and and um, I want to be true, and I think is true, is we're never trying to make a point. Right. So there are not a lot of soapboxes that I'm going to get on and and die on outside of who Christ is and and how you can know Him. So when we're making decisions and and we're wrestling through issues like this, because this is one of a thousand issues that you put on the table. I'm trying to look at the Bible. We're trying to read it honestly and read it clearly. Yeah. So um, usually when somebody is at one of those two extremes, they're not reading the Bible honestly. Like, this is what it says. This is how it worked. This is how it's worked for a couple thousand years. Uh, usually there's an agenda that they're trying to prove and or they're not reading it clearly. They're like, but if you take this and turn it upside down and read it backwards and put it in three different languages, it means this, yeah. right? So I believe that God is often plain spoken, and I think he's plain spoken in what he says, and he also is plain spoken in how he has caused the church to function and how he has blessed that functionality over the years. So all that being said, like that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and that's why I feel like the, the, the way that this question was phrased is like, I, I feel like that's what's being asked, is like, right. can you just give me a clear answer on that? So this is what I see in the Scripture. What I see in the Scripture is I see God wanting His church to function the way that He would want a home to function. And when you look at um, the roles of the home, the Scripture will very very clearly say Christ is the head of the church, a husband is the head of the home, and um, a a wife and a husband are head of of children and family. And that headship the Bible is very specific, is not ever to be used to lord power over someone. It's never to be used for personal gain, mm. uh, and it is never u- be used to, uh, to make someone subservient and someone else like in a place of power or privilege. So even when you go into the idea of submission, 
probably some of the clearest uh, places that the Bible speaks on submission is around marriage, and this is Ephesians chapter 4 and 5. And a lot of people will come up with a verse that's, and it's a true verse, it says, wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. What they will almost always do is take that verse out of context, Uh because the verse before it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So submission is not gender specific. Right. So the, the context is a husband submits to his wife, a wife submits to her husband. Submission is giving the best of myself to someone else. So the husband, our model for that is how Christ died for the church. For the wife, the model for that is how the church responds to Christ. Uh-huh. So you pull that then into a home. And so what God is saying is uh, a husband, like Jesus, is to be the head of a home. He's to lay down his life for his home. Uh, as a husband, my job and my calling before God is not to rule my home. My job is to lead it. So I lay down my life I set aside my preferences. I give the very best of myself for my home. So I'm going to go work and have a career, and I'm going to use that money to provide blessing, support, stability, safety for my home, right? Uh I'm going to give that to my family. Um, I'm going to lead my home. So I I have a—in my home, I have five boys. Um, I'm going to use my authority— to teach them to honor their mother. Sure. Um, I have one princess. I'm going to use my authority to protect her when I when I fear that maybe she would be in danger or is too young to make a decision. I'm going to use my authority to protect, serve, encourage my wife because the Bible says that I'm to present Heidi uh, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. So I help her be like Jesus. I play the role of being like Jesus to her, and then I don't blemish her myself. I don't bring sin, wounds, all those kind of things into my home. Now, when you kick that over to the church, uh-huh. what you do in different parts of the of the Bible is you get into what the Bible titles eldership. And the Bible specifically says an elder is to be the husband of one wife. Uh, he is to be able to teach and lead. He is not to lord his authority over. Uh He is to serve and protect the flock, right? The same things that God says to a husband, he says to an elder. And then he calls the church a spiritual family, Uh okay? So what I would say is this. Eldership, I believe, if there are godly men who are willing and able to lead, godly women should let them do that. And if those godly men are willing and able to lead, they're leading for the benefit of everyone else, not for the benefit of themselves. If they're leading for self-benefit, they're actually disqualified as elders to lead. When somebody leads me... As a man, when somebody leads me for my benefit, I, you know, I was a, uh, my mentor is Pastor Bob Combs. 
I served him and let him lead me. People forget that I was an associate pastor for 14 years. Mm -hmm. But Pastor Bob led me for my benefit. Mm -hmm. He turned me loose. He encouraged me. He cheer-led for me. The only time he ever exercises authority was to protect me. Mm. And he, he did it... He didn't do it a lot, and he was always right <laughs> when he did it. So as a husband, I have a God-given authority, just like I have that as a father, but I am married to a Christ-centered woman, Heidi, right? So Heidi is smart. She's independent. She's strong. She, Heidi is not sitting at home waiting for me to come home and tell her what needs to be done that day, right? right. She's all over that kind of stuff. She's literally smarter than I am, and I'm not just being polite. <laughs> like, she's maybe the the most brilliant human being I've ever met, right? Capable, entrepreneurial, and all the rest. My job is to lay my life down for her. We've been married for 30 years. That It'll be 30 years this year. We've been together for 32 years. Now, I want everybody to hear this, right? I am the head of our home. Uh, Heidi, I... Th- I'm real confident would say, I feel on the whole, not that her husband can't be an idiot, but on the whole, she would say, my husband being the head of our home has brought blessing into our home. In 32 years together, there has been one time, (laughs) one time when I said, I think we need to do this. And she said, I disagree with you. She looked at me and she said, you're the head of the home, you will answer to God. Wow. She was right. Once. And we don't fight about, we're, we're not even fighting, we're actually, we, we fight about stupid stuff. This was a big thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> we were right. actually talking about it. And I'm like, I feel very differently than you feel, right? So the head of the home, this is not like an ongoing thing. In in a healthy relationship, this is a um, this is a partnership, and this is a unity, and this is moving it forward. Now, transfer that to the church. I can I've been a pastor for thirty years too. I cannot remember one time ever that I've looked at the women and said, <laughs> "You have to do because I'm a man." And Joe, we've worked together for almost fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever told you what to do. Right, because I I'm like that's not what an elder does. Mm-hmm. If there's a concern, I want to hear it. If there's a insight, I want to take it. If you are just smarter than me, then you're just smarter than me, mm-hmm. right? This is about a spiritual position, and ultimately, in a church, uh, the elders are responsible for our doctrine, for our theology, for difficult spiritual decisions that we have to make sometimes in people's lives. When we operate in that function, it's a burden that we bear. It's not a power that we exercise. So I think that mindset is really, really important. And we do believe that if there are godly men who are qualified to be elders, that elders should be men. They should be husbands and fathers, so to say, within the family of, of God. That's, um, Jeff, that was ridiculously succinct. 
well, thank you. And, and, and uh, <laughs> it, 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 honestly, I feel like it covers almost all of the bases of what our listener is asking. Um, how, how do we have the conversation around differing points of view? So maybe our, uh, our sister goes to a different church or our brother goes to and is a part of a different tradition, and when they start bringing out like some of the maybe those nuanced you know, pieces of Scripture or whatever, like how do you help to encourage others that have more of a dogmatic, polarized view to like run after maybe what Jesus is calling us to instead? You know, I... There's all kinds of churches that love Jesus a lot who don't believe all that I believe. Sure. And so th- there's categories of this. Like if if another church has elders and they have searched the Scripture and they come to a different conclusion than I believe is in the Scripture, they're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. They, there's a purity of heart and an honesty with Scripture, and we just disagree. I have friends that are charismatics that I disagree with. I have friends that are Presbyterians that I disagree with. They're doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And if they did that on this issue, then I would look at them and say, love you. I pray that God um, brings power and authority and, and builds the kingdom through your church. Um, we can partner on all kinds of things, and um, there's some things we can't. That's why there's different churches is because there's different mm-hmm. uh, perspectives. Anybody with an agenda other than the gospel, I would look at people and I would say, I would hesitate to trust that. Mm. So somebody who's on an agenda to like uh, oppress women in the church, I'm like, I would not trust that. That agenda is not in the scripture and I don't know why it's in the church. Yep. I would also look and say, anyone with an agenda to... Uh, say, um, to to bring women in ministry to the forefront, and why aren't they preaching? Why aren't that? And that is the hill that they're going to die on. I don't see that hill in Scripture either. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm open to being disagreed with. Sure. I'm not dogmatic about that. I'm confident of what our view is as a church. Um, what I'm more interested in is what did you honestly look at, mm. and did you honestly come to that conclusion with humility and and um, uh, affinity, to, fidelity to Scripture, yeah. or are you on a soapbox and pushing pushing a point, right? So if if it, it depends on who you're talking about, what you're talking about, right, and and it depends on. Um, uh, how they look at it as to as to what my issue would be. This is what my experience is. My experience is is that when a church is healthy, when it's centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ and and uh, making him make sense, and the church is committed to loving each other, these are not controversies. Yeah. On either side of the coin, mm-hmm. whether you believe that women should elder or you believe that they shouldn't, they're not controversies. These are only controversies when you are not being true to the gospel, mm. and the gospel is not driving things forward. So this issue is kind of settled at, at Grace Church, so to say. It is not rearing up in a big controversy because people look and say, we feel loved, uh, we feel like we're on the gospel, and if you're a woman at Grace Church, you do not feel oppressed or subversive. 
I think that's something I want to say mm-hmm. and speak to. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a great colleague. Her name's Katie Cole, mm-hmm. and uh, she works with me in a, a, another ministry that I lead called Momentum Ministry Partners. And uh, Kaylee, Katie has this great concept. She says um, in the church, there's she calls it a glass ceiling, mm-hmm. and there's a sticky floor. Yeah. And she said... Women in the church need to know what the glass ceiling is. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to the Women of Grace Church is, our parameter is eldership. It is not leadership. That's great. That's yep. very different. So um, our full-time ministry staff has all kinds of women on it yep. um, because they're just better like uh, the, our uh, financial controller is female, our director of operations is female, our, um, one of our uh, youth ministries is female, our children's ministry, female, our um, uh, admin team, female, our, our facilities people, female. I could go on and on and on because I'm just like, they're just better. As a, there's a human, uh, set of human beings in the line, men and women, mm-hmm. and you're just better at it. Yeah. And they lead, they, they teach... Uh, they disciple and they uh, they're very very active both publicly and privately. We have women that lead wor- our congregations in worship, uh-huh. right? Those females, those women, are not looking and saying, "If you don't make me an elder, I won't do this." Sure, they would look and say, "I understand that the parameters eldership. There are godly men who want to lead." And just like Jeff Bogue is under the authorities of the elders of Grace Church, I'm not the ultimate authority of Grace Church. There's a a group of laymen that can tell me what to do and can take my job away. So I work under their authority. Those same women, women would look and say, we trust that group of leaders just like Jeff does, and we work under their authority just like Jeff does, right? What I see a lot is women uh, stuck to what Katie calls the sticky floor. Hmm. Because there has been so much false teaching, and because, especially in conservative evangelical circles, which Grace Church would sit in, mm-hmm. um, there has been this, it's, it's more a subservient mindset that women can place on themselves. Oh, interesting. And I'm saying that as the pastor of Grace Church, I don't want you to do that. (laughs) So we are brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm under authority from elders. You're under authority from elders. Let's quit talking about what you can't do, and let's start talking about what God has created you to do and how Mm, that plays out in the church. And if we're trusting our leadership... Mm Then we're trusting our leadership. I, every woman in the church ultimately is trusting the same group of leaders that every man in the church is trusting because grace, ha, grace's authority is elders. Yeah, right. And our elders are wonderfully godly people who are not lording their authority over. So I think that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think this. I think when. There is not a godly man who is willing and able to act in the role of the head of the home. Godly women should do it. Mm-hmm. So I think of all the all the single moms. Uh, you see this in the scripture. You, do, uh, you yep. see Deborah. You see Lydia. You see you see women that are absolutely leading in those roles. It's 
that's where I'm looking. I'm saying, you want to argue nuances, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. If you want to argue the principle that God is going to build his church, period, I will agree with you all day long. Mm -hmm. And God uses men and women to do that. The, the, there is a clear story yeah. that, y that most of the time, the vast majority of time in Scripture, women had to raise up to lead spiritually because men were too cowardly to do it or not available yet to do it. And there is a clear story that as God worked in the hearts of those men that would represent the head of the home, they they entered into that realm of, of eldership. So so that's the way we would see it. And like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily looking at every church and saying you better agree with me. I am looking and saying if if they're not truly seeking the clarity in Scripture and the pattern of Scripture and the pattern of the saints that have gone before, um, then there's probably a soapbox somebody's on, which almost immediately disqualifies them for the eldership that they say they're craving to be in. Yeah. I, I like a lot of what you said there, um, specifically that you said, like, all of us are under the authority of our elders. I do think that, like, when some of these conversations rise up in the incredibly uh, well thought out uh, online comment discussions, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's almost like some of these positions are posited like, well, all men are equally in charge of all nope. things and everyone else Absolutely has to submit. Not. And it's like you're nailing it on the head that, like, no, actually. 99% of us all answer to authority ahead of us, and then God is specifically calling out a few to say, would you be the godly represent?" And he very clearly says, this is what I'm looking for if you happen to be one of those few men yep. to hold the authority over a, a church. And so um, when we look at some of like the baseline human condition, when we start fighting against authority, that's often one of the first signs that, like, are we, if God himself told us to do something, right? would We're we submit to that. it? And, and I think what you said there is, is huge there, Joe. These elders are not elders over women. Mm -hmm. They're elders over the church mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the whole of the church, and in our situation, including the senior pastor, right. Is under that authority, and that is God's architecture and and God's design with it. I I think that's a that's a big deal. That's why I don't like I don't like like sometimes we'll title conversations like this like women in ministry. I'm like it's got nothing. To, we're talking about eldership. We're mm -hmm. not talking about ministry, right? And so we're can women be in ministry? I'm like, well, what do you mean? Can they? They are like by virtue of our salvation. Right. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? We're ta we're really talking about the senior pastor and the and the group of elders. Is that okay or not? And I'm and I'm saying if there's godly, loving, Christ-centered men, um, like in a home, that should be reflected in the church. That's super helpful. Well, thanks, Jeff, for diving into that, and I hope that this is so helpful for all of us as we continue to wrestle with the different questions, especially those that pop up in our culture and try to trip us up and get us disunified. Clarity like this can really, really help. 
If you have questions that you'd like us to address here on Mixed Messages, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take unique next steps, maybe it's discovering a place that you can serve or even a place that you can lead uh, throughout ministries, you can always reach out, let us know, we can get you on a pathway. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church home on the weekend, you can always join us here at Grace or discover us online, especially if you're out of the area. Well, thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.